Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. you Jim Mora we're talking playoffs <laughs> baby and the Broncos are talking playoffs in fact Javante Williams says playoffs start this weekend for the Broncos is he right we've got a playoff crew to break this one down Ryan Koningsberg Super Bowl 50 champ Todd Davis and yours truly Zach Stevens you're here behind the camera you hear already throwing a flag what what happened why people are calling delay a game um well i guess who's the delay yeah, game on you here that's definitely on me oh wow <laughs> but wow, accountability i well this is like basketball you're walking in and just throwing your hand up i like that commercial i hate that commercial that's like when a guy it's like a championship game and he's like ball, oh, yeah. the ball went off me <laughs> coach like, i touched it <laughs> yeah. I, is that like for accountability yeah. like for an account it's, it's like, like sportsmanship sports yeah. <laughs> that's literally my least favorite commercial of all time but then kale mccarr of the abs did that last year kind of in yeah. an actual game he was he tripped on his own skate and it kind of looked like he got tripped by another guy. So the yeah. ref put his pe- hand up, like, delayed penalty. And Kale was like, no, 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 I just tripped. Oh, no. So did they take it off? They took it off. That Dang. is wild. Pretty crazy. It. But it was my... The, the delay of game <laughs> is on me. But I blame my building for three of our four elevators being down for as to why I was late. Um, mm. Now... That's fair. I was already running late. But not to the point where I would have caused a delay of game until I had to walk all the way across the building to get to the one elevator that worked and then stop on every floor as, you know, one elevator for like 300 units. Uh-huh. Mm, Everyone's yeah, got to go down tough. to their car. So half on me because it was my fault, but mostly not really my fault. This is this is like, uh, <laughs> let's just say an offensive like Garrett Bulls jumping, uh, uh, having a false start. And then being like, yeah, that was on me. But it was actually Lloyd's fault because he snapped the ball <laughs> half a second late. Yep. I was actually the one on time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Todd, you want to take accountability for anything? Uh, not right now. I yeah, think I'm I think you're good. Okay, so yesterday, Javante Williams said, we're approaching this game like it's the playoffs. How important is this game? Let's just start with the question of, is this a must-win game for the Broncos playing the 6-5 and five Texans, Ryan? No, it is not. Todd? Technically, no. They can still make the playoffs without winning it, but it is an important game. I, I totally agree with both of you there. There have been times where we've said, this is a must-win. Mm-hmm. And outside of week one, the Broncos have stood up to that test of the must-win games and yeah. have won to kept their season alive. I believe the Bills game, we said was a what was a must win. That was a tough one. They were underdogs on the road. They won that one. The Broncos being on a five game win streak does buy you a little bit of, uh, uh, of leeway. leeway. Mm-hmm. It does, yeah. And so the Broncos, if they lose this one, it really will sting come down the stretch because this is essentially a two game swing with this mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. You win this, not only do you get a game up of the Texans. And you could be in the final playoff spot after this weekend alone. But you also have the tiebreaker, head-to-head, which is huge. Broncos now only one game back of the Browns. 
which means that if they tie the Browns, they actually are like half a game ahead of the Browns. So mm-hmm. just as we talked about how important it was to beat the Browns, it's it's very similar this week. But if the Broncos lose, their chances of the playoffs aren't done. But holy cow, if they win this one, six-game winning streak, the chance to have that final spot in the playoffs now, and then have the head-to-head against the Browns, mm-hmm. against the Texans, and really just be in a great spot. I would guess the Broncos have not been two games over 500 in the second half of the season since 2015 or 2016. Yeah. 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 Because they they were seven and six. Was that 2019? I think they were seven and six when the Bengals came to town and uh, the Broncos didn't win another game the rest of that season. (laughs) The Bengals went on to win the Super Bowl. So yeah, Ryan, I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a huge, huge game and you guys know, I love a good old vibes based statistic, (laughs) uh, which means this is essentially right, but I just don't remember it exactly. Someone said, if the Broncos win this game, their chances of making the playoffs based on, you know, the playoff um, odds calculators and all that goes up to 50. And if they lose, it goes down to 15. So you talk about must-win game. When you think about a 35-point swing in playoff percentage, it does mm-hmm. feel like a must-win game. But from a record standpoint, like you're 6-6 six and six, uh, with six games to go or five games to go. Uh, you still are in the mix. You still have a chance. But, man, this one is extremely valuable. And we've talked a little bit about like narratives and stuff and how people react if certain things happen. The, the C.J. Stroud wave, which I remember, Todd, we were talking in like week three. I'm like, mm-hmm. why are more people talking about C.J. Stroud? Yep. Now it's caught up. So now C.J. Stroud is like a superstar, rightfully. Yeah. You go and beat the Texans, and it's going to change from like, oh, the Broncos might be a sneaky playoff team to like, are the Broncos a Super Bowl contender? <laughs> like, that's where this is going to go. Yep. And I just I feel like this is a, a game that needs to be won just because I don't want all the good things that have happened all to be for naught. Like the mm-hmm. five-game winning streaks, the defense getting 16 turnovers in four games, um, you know, the, the offense figuring it out. Like if we lose this one, like you said, our chances to make the playoffs go to 15%. We lose another one, we probably might yeah. not make the playoffs. That means that this this good run that we had kind of all was for naught. Yeah, it's, it's really true. And what's crazy about this game and this weekend, if the Broncos lose – there is no chance they can have a playoff spot at the end of this weekend. Like, they won't be one of the top seven teams in the AFC if they lose. If they win, not only will they be, uh, I guess they're not guaranteed to have a playoff spot, but they could absolutely have a playoff spot. They could have the second wild card after this weekend, which is just wild to go from, like, not in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. uh, just a couple of games out, now only a game out, to then all of a sudden, with five games left, they could be one game behind the Chiefs after this weekend. They could be in that second wild card spot. And let's take a look at just what needs to happen for all of this to go in the Broncos' favor. So right now, um, the playoffs is the final three wildcard teams. The Steelers have the fifth seed in the AFC. They're seven and four. The Browns have the sixth seed. They're seven and four. And the Colts have the last spot in the playoffs at six and five. Then you have the Texans, who technically right now have the tiebreaker over the Broncos, but it doesn't really matter. They're the eighth seed. Broncos are ninth seed. Both of those teams at six and five. And then you have the Bills at 6-6. Six and six. They're on a bye this week, so they're not going to move anywhere. And then you have teams with losing records. Don't need to focus on them right now. Um, but if the Broncos beat the Texans, they'll automatically jump the Texans. They'll have a better record and also that tiebreaker. And then the Colts, they play this weekend. If the Broncos won a playoff spot at the end of this weekend, they need the Colts to lose. And the Colts this weekend are playing the Titans in Tennessee, a division game on the road. You look at the records, the Colts should win that game, but mm-hmm. Titans are uh, are a team that are probably going to come to play every single week, so yep. that's a game they could lose. If they lose that and Broncos win, Broncos have a playoff spot. How they jump into that second position or that second wild card spot is you're going to need the Cardinals to beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Maybe with Kyler back, it could happen. Yeah, I think the Cardinals are better than their record. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's definitely possible. The Colts remind me of, you know, when you're watching March Madness 
And like, I'm not going to disrespect them too much. So I'll say a 13 seed <laughs> is up and it's like they're up at halftime. Uh-huh. But you just know it doesn't <laughs> feel like they're going to win. You're yeah. like, ah, oh, the other team had a bunch of open looks. They're just not dropping. Like they're going to get this figured out. That's how I feel about the Colts. Like they're sure they have the same record as the Broncos, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel as real. And maybe that's just an outsider's perspective. Maybe a Colts fan would say, you're crazy. You know, they're playing great football. But from here, it just feels like, ah, they kind of, you know, a couple bounces have gone their way. They're not going to be able to keep this up. I what? agree. Yeah. I agree. And yeah. I totally understand that uh, that score dynamic because yeah. <laughs> it happens a lot in 1AA mm. schools. Mm. You know, we go play Stanford. It's... Seven to six, the first half. Yeah. <laughs> in this score, it's like forty nine six. It's I totally understand. It's it's like when the Raiders had the fourteen zero lead on the Chiefs this yeah. past weekend. Who was gonna put money on the Raiders to win that game outside of Las Vegas and Oakland? No one. Everyone knew the Chiefs were gonna come back, and then that exact same thing that you described happened. Todd, they go on a thirty one to three run. The yeah. Chiefs do to win that game, and it's like, yep. That's kind of exactly what we I, thought was going to happen. I went to the CU women's basketball game the other night, and they were playing Boston. And I think at the end of the third quarter, it was a two-point game. CU was up by two. They're the seventh-ranked team in the nation. In the fourth quarter, they outscored them 30-4. to four. <laughs> What? Yes. Oh, my gosh. And won the game by 30. Wait, what was the score going into the fourth? So they won by 30, and they they... I guess they were up four going into the fourth quarter. How many points had like they scored? I don't know. In You're making me do all this quick math. Before. What was 16 the final plus score? 19 is 35 plus 20 is 55. So Damn. it was 55-51 through three, and the score, <laughs> final score was 85-55. That Dang. is insane. <laughs> Speaking of CU, go Rams? Uh, not going to say that, <laughs> but I will say this. Um, <laughs> their team is definitely for real, which I already knew going into the game. Um you know, you always learn a little something about yourself when you open up your favorite sportsbook app to bet on your team. <laughs> and you like you find out how confident you really are. Mm-hmm. And I was at Chipotle before the game, <laughs> drove up to Fort Collins, uh, and I like opened up the app and I was like, All right, buffs are plus one sixty, that's nice. Like, should I put a lot on this? And I was like, Nah, just one unit. Wow. Dang. So I you know, right at that moment I was like, ah, no. I know how I really feel about mm, this game now. Dang. Uh, but Smart. Uh, you know, great atmosphere. Um, shout out to uh, the CSU fans for just packing the place. They like overfilled the student section I, everywhere. Like the students were just the whole, almost the whole stadium, which was really cool. Uh, and you know me, I always support a good court storming, no matter yeah, uh, yeah, no yeah. matter where you rank, no matter who you beat. Did you storm? Fun. Me, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I actually also didn't when we beat them in football, but. Um, <laughs> I, I let the kids have fun. It's college. I appreciate that consistency. Yep. Um, and uh, I can't believe that you're giving CSU some credit. Henry also did the same this morning. Um, I just can't believe it. He gave credit to uh, the atmosphere. I'm I'm proud of you guys. They say what do they say? Uh, something about like when you win, be classy. When you lose, be classy. I'm good for half of that. <laughs> I can I could lose and be classy. Mm, okay, okay. And then when you win, you can uh yeah, I'll you can do what mouth. you want. Yeah, and you know you what? Go. CSU fans have that right too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I love it. I love it. I expected uh a lot more pushback, so it's weird to just like accept the good. Maybe I'm growing up unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, you really are. You got a sick shirt too, and you mentioned pulling out the app to bet. Pull out the DraftKings Sportsbook app to place some bets on uh man. What if we see a rematch of CU-CSU in March Madness that you were talking about earlier? That would be awesome. That would be sick. CSU is definitely going to go there. Buffs have a little work to do. Man, they should make it, though. I think so. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think they'll both make it. And that's something that you don't talk about much. Both Colorado teams being in the tournament. And use that code DNVR when you sign up in order to get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you place a $5 bet over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And if you want to bet on tonight's game with those bonus bets, place a $5 bet on anything, and you're going to get in. Tonight, we've got the Seahawks going into Dallas. Todd, the Seahawks are eight-and-a-half-point underdogs. Do they cover, or is this just a blowout? No, I don't think they cover. Cover. I think the Cowboys are starting to figure it out. I don't know if they're, they're never win a Super Bowl or anything like that, but <laughs> I, I think they'll beat the Seahawks by eight. 
Man. The Cowboys at home, remember, vibes-based stats, <laughs> are, are winning games by like 20 points or more on average. And that's just a vibe, vibes-based stat or no, is that like, an actual stat? I'm say, when I say vibes-based stat, it's like I'm in the ballpark. Yeah, 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 I just yeah. don't know the exact numbers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think you, you got to roll with that. Their offense at home is nearly unstoppable. Yeah, and they're, they won 13 straight home games. Everyone is picking the Cowboys to cover. This might be really stupid. I'll take the eight and a half with the okay. Seahawks. I do not think they're going to win this game. Um, I agree with Todd, though. The Cowboys are still frauds when all is said and done. One other thing on DraftKings Sportsbook that blew my mind. The Eagles, Ryan, help me understand this. The Eagles at home this week are three-point dogs? I thought it was going to be the opposite. So when I pulled up DraftKings and saw that they were three-point dogs at home, I was blown away. I think the book just doesn't love the Eagles because they're they're not winning in normal ways. Right. Um, every week it's like they're kind of pulling a rabbit out of the hat. Whereas the, the 49ers are just like physically dominating teams. That being said, I think the same thing's going to happen. The Eagles are going to be like struggling on offense. Their defense is going to keep them in it. And then Jalen Hurts is going to put together a drive late. They're going to win. I think so, too. So I think it's plus 150, something around there. Yep. Might be smashing that. So check out DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that code DNVR when you sign up to get that offer. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. And Connecticut help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Lake Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources i do a lot of podcasts around here and you're by far the fastest at oh that. i thank you yeah. i really appreciate it <laughs> you know i fall on the sword and take that one <laughs> shout out to our friends over at factor meals um they have great pre-made meals that you just pop into the microwave and they're ready to go and especially good for this holiday season you might be looking for nutritious convenient meals to keep you energized on jam-packed days factor america's number one ready to eat meal delivery service can help you fuel up for fast fast for breakfast lunch and dinner with chef prepared dietary diet dang <laughs> dietitian approved ready to eat meals delivered straight to your door uh, you'll save time eat well and stay on track with your holiday lifestyle while while tackling all your holiday to-dos. I know that was a lot, but basically <laughs> Factor is phenomenal. Uh, they have great meals. And right now you can get 50% off your first order if you go to factormeals.com, use code DMVR Broncos 50. Man, I got my Factor last week, I think. Mm -hmm. So freaking good. I know. They always surprise you with like how tasty they are. Yeah. Yeah, and like the chicken was juicy. Yeah. I'm like, how is this chicken breast juicy when it's been like shipped to me? Yeah. I was really, really impressed. Um, and so we gave a shout out to Factor. We're giving a shout out to Will Lutz, AFC Special Teams Huge. Player of the Month. Oh, and month. Okay. Uh, yeah, of the of the month, eleven for eleven was responsible for like 36 points of the Broncos. The Broncos clearly need him with the way they're winning games. Most yep. of them are close. And uh, shout out to the Buffalo Bills for 12 men on the field for Will yeah. Lutz winning this one. <laughs> They're calling him Big Nuts Lutz. <laughs> wow. Are you nuts for Lutz? Uh, I can't say that after what I just said. It Are just you feels Lutz wrong. for nuts? No. No, yeah, I'd be more nuts for Lutz. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, and uh, so the Broncos have that going on their side heading into this game. And then some conflicting stuff going on for the Texans. Texans have the AFC Rookie of the Month. Do you know who that would be? Is this a trick question? I don't think so. CJ Stroud. They also have the AFC Offensive Player in the Month for non-rookies. Tank Dell. No. Oh. Hmm. He's a rookie, too. What? This can include rookies. CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud. <laughs> again. He won both of those awards, which is just insane for a rookie. But I said the Texans have a couple of things going on for them. That's the good there was also some bad for a second straight day. Guess who missed practice? Tank Dell. Tank Dell missed mm. practice for a second straight day. He has been an all-star rookie who's really been a massive playmaker for them. It's two straight days missing practice. That's something to keep your eyes on. So someone in the comments said that he missed practice. And then they also followed up and they're saying, now they're saying he did practice. 
Oh, mm. well, Field Yates did me wrong because I click on the tweet that says he missed practice today. Tweet has been deleted. The tweet has Dang. been deleted. Our guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Cheese me, dog. And uh, Adam Schefter is saying that he is practicing today. Mm. So he didn't practice yesterday. He is practicing today. Todd, typically, from, from a media perspective, if a guy misses Wednesday but's there on Thursday, it means he's playing. Yeah, you're pretty much fine if you can practice uh, on Thursday. Uh, you know, it's a little tougher. Friday is like where you kind of up in the air, but if you're practicing on Thursday, he's probably going to play. Yeah. So I know what Pat's answer would be, although I guess we'll see. For the first time in a long time, my fantasy team – is competing. I thought I was just done with fantasy. Oh, yeah. Turns out I just sucked at fantasy for a while. <laughs> now I'm in the mix, tied for first place, um, and I'm balling. Tank Dell has been one of my best players this year. Mm. Uh, got him in like the third round of the rookie draft, which is a, is a steal. Do I play him this week? Ooh. Because if if they're gonna put Pat on him, if they're gonna put Pat on him primarily, then I would say no. But he plays the slot. Yeah. So. I'm torn. And Nico Collins, I imagine that's going to be Pat's primary responsibility because he's 6'4", like 215, Mm -hmm. an outside guy who actually has more receiving yards than Tank Dell just by a little. He's come from nowhere this year to really be good. So how much do you like Jaquan McMillan? I love Jaquan McMillan. But I also love Tank Dell. (laughs) He's been carrying my ass. Here's the thing about the Texans, and we can dive into this game a little bit. The Texans have the third most passing yards. So from a fantasy perspective, that says you should start him. They love to throw the ball. C.J. Stroud's been amazing. They've got many good wide receivers. Now, it doesn't mean that they don't run the ball. They actually run the ball um, attempts-wise, middle of the pack. Mm -hmm. So they do try to run the ball, even though their passing game is so dominant. The issue is they run for 3.7 yards per carry, which for an entire season I think is like fourth worst in the NFL. So when push comes to shove and they need something, they are throwing the ball. So that's why the Broncos, to me, don't let this team be balanced. Mm -hmm. Take away the run Mm. and trust Jaquan. Trust Pat. Those are two guys to easily trust. Fabian Moreau has done nothing to show me that you can't trust him. And then you have Pat, or, and then you have Justin Simmons in the secondary. So as crazy as it sounds, load the box, especially because you need that extra help against the run, just yep. because of how your team is. And just don't let them beat you on the ground. Don't let them be two dimensional against you. Make them be one dimensional and trust your guys in the secondary. Yeah, this is a tough one because I think it's a good matchup for the Broncos because when you watch tape at times, there are guys wide open in the passing game, and we haven't done well in the run. So. It's tough which one you want to take away because I feel like I would much rather them try to get a run game going that hasn't been super successful Mm -hmm. than allow them to pass because, I mean, they're going to take shots. They only need three. If they hit three shots in the game, I think the game's going to be over for us. So I'd much rather have them try to eat up clock and run the ball more and us kind of be in, like, nickel defense and make sure that they're not going to pass on us. And then they run for 250 <laughs> yards, Todd. <laughs> Look, they get 200. Let's say they get 250 with two fumbles. You know we've been yeah. getting turnovers. Yeah. We'll just get fumbles yeah. inside yeah. the five, yeah. and then we'll march down and score. A totally sustainable <laughs> plan. Um, man, I'm torn on that. But I think you want – I think you can live with them passing the ball. Running the ball is just so demoralizing. Um, the thing for me is it's just got to be a Benito, Browning, Cooper type of game. Um, Titus Howard's out for the season, so they're missing their stud offensive lineman. Yep. This should be an opportunity to go eat. And I know I said earlier in the week that the Texans don't really turn over the ball. It's kind of flipped. Yeah. Six turnovers in their last three games, mm-hmm. or last two games. Yeah, this past week they didn't have a turnover, but then okay, four so combined in their last in their two before that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. thought it was six. Was it six? It might be six. Okay. It's a lot. Yeah, they have been starting to turn over the ball a little bit. You know what? It's four interceptions in the oh, past, and then okay. there's still probably two fumbles, two fumbles, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it, – maybe there's, like, a rookie wall for C.J. Stroud. Maybe there's a little bit of, like, defenses throwing – like, figuring some stuff out on tape and just giving him looks that they know he doesn't like. Um, or maybe it's just luck. Mm-hmm. It could be any of the three, but 
the Broncos defense, we know he can turn them over. So I'm I'm looking for strip sacks this week. Mm, That's I, what I think is going to be the method of turnover. Man, and if anyone is going to get to C.J. Stroud in terms of his head and get to the ball, it's this Broncos defense. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. <laughs> They're going to see that all those dirty Denver people are going to spend time <laughs> you saying they're going to get to his head, <laughs> well, literally. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Hopefully it's getting to the ball as he's going back to, uh, to, to throw the ball. But you, you brought up a really interesting question that I want to ask Todd. You're not a rookie, Todd. Mm -hmm. You're not a second-year guy. You're out of the league, so I feel like I can get a, a real answer from you. <laughs> is the rookie wall real? Yeah, it is real. And there's not anything you can do about it. It's just at some point throughout the season, whether you're playing well, you just kind of run up against some opposition, and it's hard to bounce back from. And you're trying to figure it out. Coaches are trying to give you different techniques, but it's a lot of stuff, I think, just going you're trying to process all at once. Mm -hmm. I think that's why you hit the rookie wall and you stay there because you went from playing free to now you're thinking about, yeah. you know, 20 different things that your coach has been telling you, 20, thing, 20 different things you need to get better at, and now you're playing slow. I mean, it's clear to see why it would happen, right? Um, even if you, like, make it all the way to the state championship in high school, you're still probably not playing 17 games. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you think about that, you're younger, the people don't hit nearly as hard. You're not nearly as sore after yep. games. Like all of a sudden you go from playing 12 to 14 games in college, which most, most guys are playing 12 to 13. Uh, and all of a sudden you're in week 11, your body's beat up more than it's ever been. And you're like, wait, we have five more games left or six more games left. Um, I, I can totally see why that happens. And it, it's real. So yeah. hopefully CJ Stroud is about to hit it. And what happens in college this weekend? What what college football games are happening? Championship games. Championship mm -hmm. games. So this is the this is the last weekend of college guys playing football games until bowl games start. And so after this weekend, guys aren't used to playing past this weekend. Especially uh, not without full rest. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's uh, let, let's flip over to the other side and talk about the Broncos' offense with this game, but. First, there was uh, someone was released this morning that some people in the comment section are saying the Broncos should go and get mm. to help their offense. And I want to ask you guys, should the Broncos go out and get Zach Ertz? But I know after this, I'm going to go out and get myself a primo hoagie Ooh. before. Maybe the Broncos can attract Zach Ertz here by being like, yeah, we got a couple million dollars and primo so hoagies in Denver. So because came from philly exactly he knows yeah. about primo hoagies <laughs> we have them here now got multiple locations in the denver metro area and if you want to check them out you can order a party tray in advance over at primohoagies.com or you can just stop in one of their stores to get it for lunch for dinner i'm telling you these are delicious philadelphia does sandwiches right and this is coming straight from philly so you got to check them out use uh go to primohoagies.com and tell them that dnvr sent you is this me? Yeah, we, we got some Breckenridge <laughs> Distillery Sorry. on set. Uh, I don't need any. I don't <laughs> yeah. need any ad read uh, to talk about Breckenridge Distillery. It's smooth. It's delicious. Uh, it's drinkable. It's mixable. It's on the rocksable. It's kneadable. <laughs> it's zackable, meaning I'm not the biggest whiskey guy. Yep. And this is. It's delicious. Yes, we should do a series called. Is it Zackable? <laughs> we give you stuff and you, you tell us if you like it or not. Just no Thanksgiving food and I'm good. All right. That is so or weird. breakfast. Um, yeah. yeah. yeah no, not breakfast either. I forgot about your whole thing about stuff touching you yeah, yeah, yeah. on the plate. And then I saw Todd's yeah, tweet and God. I was like, oh, my God. This is going like, to be triggering for Zach. Anyways, Breckenridge Distillery is one of the best bourbons you can get out there and for an extremely affordable price. Um, so check it out. There's multiple different Broncos blends. You can get the Ed McCaffrey blend or the Alfred Williams blend. Both are delicious. And I've said this before, but I usually drink bourbon as a after dinner winding down type of drink. So I like that little bit of sweetness in there. Uh, and I think Breckenridge Distillery absolutely nails that with their bourbon. So check out Breckenridge Distillery. That's what does it for me is the sweetness. Yep. Yep. I, I love it. All right. Zach Ertz asked to be released from the Cardinals because they're awful and he mm -hmm. wants to play with the playoff team. he got team. passed by CSU Ram, Trey McBride. Yeah, exactly. He did, and he wants to go play for a playoff team. A month ago, Broncos, we wouldn't and even no talk shot. about this. Now, it's like, damn. And then you look, who's the Broncos' tight end right now? Troutman. 
Yeah, and he did have a nice touchdown this past mm-hmm. week. But Zach Ertz has more receptions this year than the Broncos' entire tight end room combined. Mm. Todd, should the Broncos be interested in Zach Ertz? Um, I would say yes. I think that is a good option for us if we really want to make a playoff push. Um, the last thing we need is a dominant tight end. And for Russell Wilson, a quarterback who is playing well but not at his peak, I think um, a good tight end is something that will be really beneficial to him and our offense. Ryan, do you agree? Absolutely. Um, look, Greg Dulcich had an important role in this offense uh, or was factoring to, and it hasn't come to fruition at all. The, the Broncos don't have a pass-catching tight end on the roster, mm-hmm. and Zach Ertz is clutch. He has extremely strong hands to make catches in traffic, uh, and I think he could be a difference maker. I was kind of surprised. I felt like he had done absolutely nothing this year. Uh, and Me so I, I, I looked up the stats before I said this because I didn't want to be like, oh, he's this good guy, blah, blah, blah. And then be like, oh, he has one catch for 14 yards. This <laughs> yeah. year. 27 catches, 187 yards and a touchdown while essentially getting passed up on, the, you know, by a younger, faster, strong, That's maybe not point. stronger guy uh, in Trey McBride. This is, I think a, this would be a great addition for the Broncos. And it's extremely low risk. Mm-hmm. Um, you're bringing him in here to do a role that you don't currently have, unless you're going to bring back Dulcich, which, uh, is there any optimism there? At some point this season. Okay. But for me, you can't count on him even no. when he comes back. I mean, he's cut, he's now been on the IR four times for the same issue in his one and a half years in the league. So even if you bring in Zach Ertz and, uh, you know, he doesn't pick up the offense fast enough or it doesn't work or whatever... Like, it's kind of a, a risk-free move, in my opinion. Uh, I, I'm debating whether or not to reference this, but I guess I will, not to put in any bad thoughts in people's heads, but it's kind of like Vernon Davis. Uh, yeah. Like, it didn't work out, right, uh, for him, but the Broncos still won the Super Bowl. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, you know, it, it, it's a risk-free move, and uh, Zach Ertz, I bet you if you bring him in, he will make a huge catch for you in a huge game uh, because that's just what he does. To me, there's such little downside to bringing him in as long as people understand what you're getting. You're not Mm -hmm. getting the three-time Pro Bowler that he was. The last time he was in the Pro Bowl was 2019. The last time he had 80 catches was 2019 as well. But he's better than what you have in the room right now. And him and Troutman can be a serviceable but what you would, I think, really hope is that the combination of Dulcich, if, when, healthy ever, and Zach Ertz, and Troutman can bring you close to a respectable tight end room. And that would be much better than what the Broncos have now. So if you pick him up on waivers, it's going to cost you $2 million. Sean Payton don't care about cap. So that's not <laughs> yeah. a big deal at all. So I think the Broncos should be open to this because... Yeah, it was great to get that Troutman touchdown last week, but that's really the only contribution that this tight end room has had. So I'm all for it. I know the Broncos will probably look into this move about bringing him in. And for this week, though, they're not going to have Zach Ertz. How do the Broncos, do they just go with their same formula? Run the ball 40 times, throw it 20 times? Yes. Yes. If it's not broke, don't fix it. (laughs) Even though... The Texans actually have a top five defense against the run. That's fine. The Browns did too. Uh, And, you know, we find find a way to make our our scheme work. And I think it's what has been successful. And I think we got to stick to it because the more more passing plays that we put in there, I don't think it equates to us finding receivers more often. We just need to run the ball, pick and choose when to take shots to Cortland or Jerry. Uh, Marvin Mims and you know stay steady with this scheme one of the most impressive things about last week to me and most comforting things really of the whole season was there was really one run concept that had worked against the Browns all season and it was trap and so the Broncos were fine with taking their two three yards on their standard runs but they knew they could go to that trap in big moments and and bust a couple big runs I don't I haven't studied the tape on the Texans to know what run play is working on them, but I know yeah. Sean Payton has, yeah. uh, and yeah. that gives me comfort. So it's going to be this. I think it's going to be the same thing where it's like, yeah, you're going to, you know, run stretch and, you know, dive and all this stuff and just be like, we'll take two yards, three yards at a time. 
but we know that we're going to have an audible when we get a certain look. Russ is going to get us into it, and we're going to be able to pop two, three big runs that'll keep this run game dangerous and keep it, you know, uh, to a point where the Texans are going to have to attempt to stop it and not just be able to stop it effortlessly. And then the, the passes will open up for Russ when he gets out of the pocket and things of that nature. Yeah, and I just had to throw that out there about the Texans being a good run defense, but I totally agree with you. Mm -hmm. Do what makes you you. Do not try to change to them. You stay true to who you are. No, maybe the only thing you do change is you actually do try a deep shot or two <laughs> if you're able to bring that defense up because this might be a game where you have to hit one or two of those, especially if the Texans are hitting one or two of those. So that's the only thing that I might change is have Russ be a little bit more risky mm -hmm. in terms of throwing a deep ball, but also throwing deep balls doesn't mean that you're throwing interceptions. Just if it's not there, throw it away. But have Marvin Mims go out deep. Throw that 50-50 ball to Cortland Sutton because likely if it's not caught, it's going to be a pass interference on mm -hmm. the defense. Or if not, it's just going to be an incompletion. I think you can trust Russ with that. But this should be another game where, especially on the road, you run the ball 40 times. And you know what? Javante Williams, they've stuck with him running like 20 times a game, running at 3.7 yards per carry. That's what the Texans give up. So I don't think this is going to be something where Sean Payton's scared off if Javante's running for, for slightly less than four yards per carry because they've done that before. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's, a, it's a good week for our scheme. Um, you know, they do have a talented front. Um, Anderson's playing well, but I think overall we're just – the way our offensive line is coming together and playing as a unit right now, I give them the ability over anybody really right now. They're really coming together and becoming like a dominant force. So I don't see too many D-lines being able to stop our running game for a little while. I think the the big thing, and you mentioned it a little earlier, Todd, is explosive plays. If you can take that away from the Texans' offense, mm -hmm. then you can get away with playing offense yeah. the way that the Broncos want to, which yeah. is just you know beating the hell out of them, running clock, not worrying if you get two first downs and you know hold the ball for a while and then end up having to punt. That style only works if you're not giving up big plays on the other side. Yep. And you know because Tank Dell is on my fantasy team, I've been paying closer attention. To the Texans, it feels like every week they're getting at least two. Yeah, just CJ Shots. Stroud and Tank Dell together. Yeah. Um. So that's where this comes down to is like, you know, if they get those plays, it's going to be points on the board. Um. And if the Broncos can limit them, which they have been doing really well over this five-game winning streak, then they can play offense like that and not feel like they have to force anything. Uh, one hundred percent. And that's why I think the over/under for this game is set at forty-seven points. What do you think benefits the Broncos more? If that number hits or doesn't hit? Under. Yeah, doesn't hit for yep. sure. 100%. When you're led by defense, that's what you want. You want the under to hit here. And I think the under is going to hit. And I want to get into our Broncos picks after we take a look around the AFC West. And before we even get into the AFC West, let's look at the playoff picture. We mentioned that there's two other games that you really need to be focusing on here this weekend for the Broncos to be in the playoffs after this. Any chance the Cardinals can beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh, Todd? I mean, there's always a chance. It's any given <laughs> Sunday, so yes. So you're, Will taking, they do it? you're taking them. No, 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 no. I said there's a chance. I don't know if I would take them, but there's definitely a chance. You never know. Give me Cardinals money line. Oh, I wonder what odds you can get on that. That's got to be one of the biggest spreads of the weekend, I, I think. We're talking about the Steelers. They don't scare anyone. We're talking about the Cardinals. They're <laughs> yeah. too... I, I mean, I know they're part of all city family, but they're <laughs> so bad. I don't know. <laughs> I'm pulling it up right now on DraftKings Sportsbook. See, Cardinals oh are only gosh. five and a half point dogs plus 200 on the money line. Give me the Steelers yeah. five and a half. Oh, my goodness. Um, Just, have the Steelers beat anyone by six points all year? That, that's a great point. <laughs> Probably not. Um, and, I mean, to be fair, the uh, Steelers' offense is so bad, mm -hmm. any team can hang with them, even them. So, yeah, you guys have convinced me that, that there's a way that the Steelers lose this game, especially with Kyler back. Man, that's like a race to 13 points in order to win. Tonight's game, which has moved to now nine points, mm. um, is one of the biggest spreads in the league this week. It's that. Dolphins minus nine and a half over the Commanders and uh jags minus nine against the Bengals, against the burrowless Bengals. Mm. yeah that oh and that's a monday night game yeah man 
Ugh. need to flex that one. Yeah. Seriously. When the biggest spread is the primetime game. That sucks. Um, so you taking the Cardinals to win? This is Ryan is? No, I'm taking the Steelers. Okay, that's man. fair. That's fair. And then the other game that the Broncos need to be pay- paying attention to is the Titans hosting um, the Colts. Colts. I'm trying to look for the line on draft. Here it is. Wow. Colts only a one-point favorite going into Tennessee, so I don't I don't feel crazy saying that. Give me the Titans. Mike Rabel, that's yep. a guy that I think is going to always have his team ready to play, even if they're four and seven at this point in the season. G- give me the Titans. I'll take the Titans too. I'll rock with you. I feel like they can beat the Colts. Uh, the Colts are they're finding ways to win games, but I feel like, like you said, um, it's not sustainable. I don't really feel like they're going to really be in the playoff picture come. Uh, January. So, you know, they can take a loss right here. I love it. Ryan? Give me the Colts. Oh, boo. I, 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 their time will come. Just, you know, just like that, those Cinderella March teams. Um, but I can't believe I'm referencing my fantasy team again. That's so unlike me. <laughs> but I have Will Levis on mine, and he sucks. Oh, man. Hey, people thought he was the truth because, that first game. I know. He just threw like <laughs> 10 deep balls. And then teams were like, okay, so if we just take away the deep ball, then yeah. he can't do anything. <laughs> they yeah. were right. Yeah, the lights were a little too bright for him, apparently. And if the lights are too bright for you, check out our friends over at Shady Rays. Use the code DNVR, and they're going to give you 50% off two or more pairs of sunglasses. Now is the holiday gift-giving time. Might as well get someone a pair of sunglasses and then you're going to get 50% off if you get yourself a pair as well. It's a perfect place to check out. If you want some snow goggles, you're going to hit the slopes this season. They've got awesome glass or uh, snow goggles over at ShadyRays.com. And you're also going to get 50% by using the code DNVR at ShadyRays.com. Over 250,000 people have given them five-star ratings. You're going to love them too. And if you don't, you're going to be able to have a free exchange or return within 30 days. So they believe in their product, and you can get 50% off by using that code DNVR over at ShadyRays.com. And as it keeps getting colder and the snow keeps coming, it's important to stay out of the elements and under some protection. Check out our friends over at Red Hawk Roofing, where you can have the best roofers in Denver. Take care of your roof. They have quality materials, decades of experience, quick response time, huge DNVR supporters. Great thing is they have a free no obligation roof and property inspection, free in-depth photo reports for all inspections. Winter's coming. Don't wait on, don't wait to take care of your issues before the big storm hits. Check out our friends at redhawkroofing.com and tell them DMVR sent you. Do we have a hawk in here? It sounded hawkish. It did sound uh, very hawkish. Um, Okay, let's get into our picks, our AFC West picks. And you know what that means. That means our parting shots presented by Breckenridge Distillery this weekend. You're going to want to pick up some Breckenridge Distillery. Ryan told you about it already. We always have it close to us. Got two bottles on our set right now. And if you want to find where to get some, go to BreckenridgeDistillery.com to get in on the parting shots of the weekend. And let's get to our AFC West picks first before Todd gets us fired up. Todd and Ryan. This is a great game to test your both of your feelings on the Chargers. Okay. <laughs> the Chargers going into New England to play one of the worst teams in the NFL. Looks like Bailey Zappi might be starting for mm. the Patriots. Are you going to pick the Chargers to charger this game and lose this one? Or is this even something the Chargers can overcome? This is twofold for me. Um... One, the Patriots are arguably the most unwatchable team in football. Mm -hmm. Two, last time I picked the Chargers to win, they lost. Mm. So I'm in on that. Give me the Chargers. Mm. Wow. I feel like this is a game that's going to cost Brandon Staley his job. if they. So for that reason, I'm going to pick the Chargers because if you lose to the Patriots at this point, like, you're showing that you cannot be a head coach in the NFL, at least right now. <laughs> yeah, so I think he's going to be. <laughs> I think he's going to be uh, all hands on deck. This is a must win for the Chargers, and I'm going to pick him to win. Mm, yeah, I'm picking the Chargers to win too. And this might be a game where Bill Belichick is more focused on the Chargers than the Patriots. 
Because he might be having his eyes on the Chargers <laughs> uh, job. What, where did for this next come from? Year. Who's rumoring this? Um, well, apparently Bill likes Los Angeles, which I feel like any time like? the LA jobs open, that's yeah. what everyone says. Like, oh yeah, this head coach really liked, like Sean. Bill was, was linked to the Chargers for liking to live in Los Angeles. Does yeah. he strike you as a guy who would like Los Angeles? Actually, no. That's what's <laughs> surprising about it. Reports are saying he likes it. And then also, what has he had the biggest problem with since Tom Brady left? Quarterback. Quarterback. Yeah. Now winning actually well, that's what he said the biggest problem <laughs> both of those yeah um you got a quarterback in uh los angeles no you don't oh my gosh <laughs> do you think herbert's a good quarterback todd i think he's like philip rivers he just mm. another philip rivers yeah if you're a coach, the ball, would you have some that? passing yards no i want to win championships mm. i don't think that's his uh makeup <laughs> so why does he just stay and get caleb williams <sighs> Would you want Caleb Williams? <laughs> no. He'd <coughs> um, be crying week two. In his yeah. When the cold weather comes in Boston, he'd be <laughs> <Yeah>. done. <laughs> I don't want to play in the cold. Yeah, no. That was a hard one for me because, like, I am, uh, I am team. It's okay for men to cry. I am too. <laughs> but it's fine to cry. Just not in the stadium. <laughs> cry in the, in the locker room. Cry at home. Honestly, in the stadium, I can even stomach. But like crawling into mom's arms in the stadium. Oh a tough my look. It's a tough look. It's a very tough look. And then mom having to like, she like, knows it's like bad, so she's his, hiding it. His face. <laughs> yeah. that was then the press came conference. He's like, I need to much. go home and cuddle with my dogs. <laughs> Bro, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to be t- it's it's probably tough for any rookie to walk in and try to get respect of grown men in yep. an NFL locker room, especially when everyone knows that. <laughs> yep. I have to imagine that's impossible. Oh, no, without a doubt, the talent show is going to be full of like crying <laughs> oh, scenes gosh. and it's good. they're going to talk about it his whole first year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh <laughs> man, that is that is tough. Um we're all taking the Chargers. Henry's taking the Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers. Alexis is taking the Chargers as well. So I think the last time we all picked the Chargers, the other team won. So. Yeah, it was the Packers. Yep, it was. Mm. You're right. Maybe this is a Bailey Zappi game, but I can't convince myself to take Bailey Zappi here. The other AFC West game that we've got because the Raiders are on a bye yep. is Sunday night football. Speaking of the Packers, it's the Chiefs going into Green Bay to play the Packers. You guys already know where Henry's going. He's taking Packers money line. Wow. That's crazy. Are you, you guys, serious? Yes. Wow, he's trying to defeat the allegations. <laughs> it's true, yes. I didn't put those two together. You rolling with the Packers, either of you two? No, there's no. no way. The Chiefs aren't the Chiefs of the past, but they're not bad enough to beat Toulouse to the Packers. Like, Andy is going to come with a good scheme. The Packers are going to find a way to lose the game. Chiefs have been playing good, I guess. I guess the good... I don't even want to talk good about the Chiefs. I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> but the Chiefs are going to win this game. What I'll just say is I fear... The Raiders' ineptitude awoke the Chiefs yeah. last week. I think they're about to go on a little run here. Um, all the second half scoring woes went away. That's why I didn't want to bring it yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, um, yeah, I think I think this is probably going to be a blowout. It blows my mind that the line keeps getting closer to zero. It's five and a half for the Chiefs. It started at seven and a half before this past week. I don't know if the Packers won or not, but the Chiefs obviously won in, in a pretty easy fashion. It's five Pack- and a half now. I think that is an easy cover, unfortunately. Packers beat the Lions on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah, good win. Yep. Very good win. Get And I'll give the Packers some credit. I've said they're awful. They're better than awful, but they're still <laughs> a losing team. And you know who I think who else woke up the Chiefs? Broncos? The Broncos. Yeah. They're They're tailing the Chiefs right now. And for the first time in years, the Chiefs finally feel some pressure, not just from the Broncos, but from anyone in the AFC West. So I understand why the Chiefs maybe fell asleep. They're like, this is October football. We wake up in January and February. And for right now, the Broncos are making the Chiefs pay attention, which is which is great. All right, let's get to our Broncos game. And Alexis has also taken the Chiefs. Henry is going to lose a game here. Let's get to our Broncos picks. But first, I hope Henry gets a game. Todd? Yeah, I hope so, too. That'd be huge. Todd, can you fire us up? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Todd, if you can hype up this defense to be as hype as it was in Kansas City that day, oh man, it's going to be a tough day for C.J. Stroud, and I think that's exactly what's going to happen. We've seen the NFL start to adjust a little bit to C.J. Stroud, and this is the one defense you do not want to play right now if you are starting to make mistakes because this defense is going to force them out of you, and I think that maybe things don't match up perfectly for the Broncos, but things really don't match up well for the Texans. This is going to be a great day for the Broncos, and I just cannot believe that the line is plus three and a half by the Bron- for, for, for the Broncos. I can't believe not only they're getting a field goal, but they're getting that hook. Yeah. I love that, and I like the Broncos to win this game as well. Do you guys... What was the over-under again? 47. Okay, yeah. Uh, I do like the Broncos to win this game. Uh, And this one is going to be, like, if the Broncos win this game, when the Broncos win this game, Bronco mania or whatever you want to call it in Denver (laughs) is going to be in full force. Yeah. And and I will be, like, number one on that train because I've – I think CJ Stroud might be the most fun player to watch in the NFL this week so or this year, so I'm like so excited to watch this game. The Broncos can shut him down. Mm-hmm. I'll be losing my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be losing my mind. To, you know, all the things that people are still wondering about this team um, are the turnovers sustainable and this, that, and the other. If they can make all that stuff happen against this team, which isn't like a world beater, but does pose some challenges for them. Uh, the Broncos can get seven and five. I will be at the front of the pack, you know, painting the streets orange. Uh, so let's go get it. I've got Broncos 24, 21. Okay. And I'll put a score to it. I like 24, 20. Mm. So just under the, uh, or just under you, just under the under as well. I think the Broncos are going to take care of business here. And then this is kind of a, of a two and one. You win this game. You're going to beat the chargers as well. So we're not talking a six-game win streak. We're talking a seven-game win streak. And kind of a sneaky thing about this game, this is a big game for the Broncos to show once again that they can win on the road. Mm -hmm. They had that huge win in Buffalo. That's the only road game that they've played during this five-game win streak. Mm -hmm. Every other game has been at home. So you win this game, then it's like, okay, yep, that Buffalo game, there's no fluke there. You can win on at home. You can win on the road. And I think the Broncos do that. And remember, 11 a.m. start time. Don't sleep in. Yeah, this is going to be a good game. It's one I'm actually excited for um, because I, I genuinely like the Texans. I think I want to see them be successful, just not against us. Like D'Amico Ryans, like the way C.J. Stroud is playing. Um, and so I think the Broncos are going to come with it. I don't think it's going to be – I don't think either team is going to score over 20 points, though. Mm. I think it's going to have to be a tougher game because if – if anybody's cooking, I think that leads to a Texans win. Mm. So I'm going to say 18 to 19 to uh, 17. Ooh. Broncos 19. win. Almost a scoregami. Yeah. Well, if you're going to go like 18 to something, I'd say maybe another scoregami is in store. <laughs> we all think the Texans are about to run into that triple D. That dirty Denver defense. Oh, we do, but no one thinks they're going to run into that more than Henry. He's got the Broncos winning not by one score, Mm. not by two scores. Oh, my God. But three scores. He's going 31 to 13. And if that happens, Ryan, I think everyone in Denver is going to be feeling the way you do. But I think people nationally are yep. going to be talking about the Broncos as serious contenders. Um, and Alexis has the Broncos winning. I'm not sure what the score is, so you'll hear. I'll get that to you um, later. But for now, make it 2-0 Broncos. 2-0 yeah. Broncos. This is a little Zach Allen uh, uh, safety to start yep, the game. Exactly. Back-to-back safeties for the Broncos defense in back-to-back weeks. And this would be huge. And if Todd and I are right, not just on this game, but we're right about the Titans winning at home. The Broncos will be in the playoffs come Sunday night. How wild is that? And on top of that, they're going to be the hottest team in the AFC. If 
the Eagles don't win. They'll be the hottest team in the entire NFL. They'll be in the playoffs. There'll be no questions about their defense. Their offense will be doing enough to win games. People will be talking about this team as a top three team in the AFC, kind of like we said they could be flirting with earlier this week. Yeah, and it's going to make some people who just have kind of waved their hand at the Broncos have to look back at the body of work. Mm -hmm. And their first reaction might be like, a win over the Texans isn't that impressive. And they're going to have to start going back. And they're like, wow, they also beat the Chiefs. Right. And they beat the Bills. Yeah. And before that, they actually had a chance to beat the Chiefs when we all thought they were trash. Yeah. Like, oh, they had two close games in week one and week two that they probably should have won, but they weren't quite there yet in the Sean Payton arc. Okay. This team actually is legit. And uh, it's going to wake up a lot of people. But a six-game win streak in football is incredibly difficult. Uh, To do it straight out of the grave... Yeah, would just we were dead. We were dead. <laughs> we were. They, they were, were shoveling yes. dirt on the. Yes. <laughs> and then we just reached one hand up, <laughs> grabbed the shovel, used it to pull ourselves out. It's literally yeah. that meme where it's like, uh, call an uh, call an ambulance, but not for me. Yes, that's yeah. what it is. Um, I have some incredible news for you guys. Oh, the Denver Broncos and the Colorado Buffaloes have not won on the same weekend all year. There's only wow. one win available for wow. each team. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. there's no more games for the Bucs. <laughs> yeah. So all the wins get to go to the Broncos. The Broncos Ooh. are going to finish the game, on, uh, finish the season on a 10-game win streak. 11. 11-game win streak. Ele- yeah. And then how about this? What would that be, like 14-game win streak if they really go all the way? Yeah. yeah. Oh, baby. One win per weekend is allowed. Oh, let's go. Let's go. And before we get out of here, let's hit the Super Chats coming in on this show and before we hit them please hit us with a thumbs up it really helps our show it's really quick it's free for everyone and we really appreciate it greg s chime in and says this is realistically the last tough game we need to win so pumped hopefully i can't take another uh tpa TPA to to MIA trip for Broncos revenge tour oh he's uh getting ready tpa must be uh an airport. Uh-huh. Oh, Tampa. Oh, Tam- would you fly from Tampa to Miami? Let's see what no. Tampa is. Tampa, it's probably like a three-hour walk. <laughs> America's so big, dude. I always overestimate. It's you like, know we're what, huge. Do you like, know what state Tampa's in, you hear? Uh, yeah, it's Florida. But again, Very good. dude, it's the, the how far away everything is in the U.S. is insane. Hillsboro, what state? Oh, Tampa, Florida. Tampa. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, interesting. What's the flight like? like Forty-five <laughs> minutes at most. I think our guy Greg G not just would drop in the super chat, but uh, by a, taking the private jet, dropping a super flex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, man, uh, one hour and five minutes. Okay, yeah. it's longer than I thought. Yeah, I'll give I'll give you credit. You wow. here? Wow. Everything is so far here. People don't understand that it takes forever to get anywhere. Yeah, it's true. Man, that would be awesome if the Broncos are playing in Miami come It's only like a six-hour drive. Yeah. So, so, it would be shorter so to drive than go to the airport and do By all that stuff. By the time you do all that, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's short here, but... Well, you also imagine Tampa and Miami. I, I imagine they're both in South Florida. Yeah. 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 So what's going on it's here? It's just across the little panhandle. But it feels... <laughs> it, it does seem really short. This is a big state. Just like California, from the top of California to the bottom of California is like 10 hours. Yeah. Yeah, that's but nuts. But it's all yep. one state. All right. Watch me squatch says, when are we getting a DNVR Broncos watch along? <laughs> Stay tuned. All right. Stay tuned. Make sure, speaking of staying tuned, make sure to stay tuned to the pregame show. We've got a special guest coming on the pregame show, and that's going to be about 10.15 on Sunday morning on the DNVR Sports YouTube channel. So make sure, again, you're setting the alarms early. You're not staying out too late on Saturday night because this is an 11 a.m. game Denver time. We got the pregame going 45 minutes before. And then, of course, you guys know we're going to be rocking and rolling with you on the postgame show. Maybe even a watch along. So stay tuned to the Broncos <laughs> YouTube or DNVR Sports YouTube page. Apparently, Tampa's in northern Florida. No. I, I'll look it up. <laughs> we need a map you here. Um, Nick says, RK episodes are the best. Thoughts Let's on go. Zach Ertz? Well, I totally agree with that first point. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're all fans of Zach Ertz. Yep. Big fan of Zach Ertz and Julie Ertz. This is wife? Yep. She plays for the U.S. Women's National Team. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, uh, she's so, not- <laughs> real quick, 
Tampa Bay is closer to Orlando than it is Miami, and it's right like right in the middle. Okay. Of mm. Florida. Central Florida. Yeah. yeah. Central. Isn't uh, Orlando Central as well? Yeah, exactly. They're yeah. closer. That's where so University they're, of they're, Central Florida is. In Orlando. But isn't University of South Florida in Tampa? It's yes, you're so, right. You're right. <laughs> we don't make sense. It's right. never said it makes sense. <laughs> Next super chat coming in from our guy, Daniel who says, love the podcast, guys. First time with the Super Chat. Have you heard Russ's new cadence on quarterback sneak plays? Hut one, hut two, hut three. I laugh every time. I love it. Uh, it's old school football right there. Uh-huh. Like on, th- We're going on three, quite literally. Hut one, hut two, hut three. Um, you know, that's to me, It's all, all of this is Sean Payton influence. It's trying to get the defense off balance. Um you know, you get you get those guys getting all anxious to jump, and sometimes you can get them on their heels. Mm-hmm. Uh, between that and Margot Robbie audibles at the line and <laughs> all sorts of that stuff, it's uh, Sean Payton kind of getting into his bag a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's so true. And, uh, Todd, we need your help decoding a little bit. Yeah. What's the one? Margot Robbie, we think, means something to the right. Something to the right, Because yeah. it's an R. Robbie, yeah. What do you think Pizza Pizza is? Uh, that's the zone read, right? Yeah, but why would it be called pizza? Uh, pie zone, like a <laughs> pie zone. <laughs> okay, I don't know. okay. I don't know. Uh, it has a Z in it. Yeah, I yeah. Okay, I like that. Pizza, pizza. Yeah, zone read. Pizza, pizza. I don't know. Could it really? I mean, if it's that easy for you guys to decode, shouldn't it be a little more complex? I, mean, I, don't think, I don't think that one is easy. To I don't think though. that's easy. If I'm sitting there at the line, I'm not thinking pizza means on re. I don't think. <laughs> okay, that's fair. The easy ones are when they're like rowdy, rowdy, or like Louie, yeah. Louie. Right, then you right, know, right. like right, left. Right or left. Yeah. yeah. And then can't you also put um, like some on signs with it as well to know if it's actually going to gonna happen? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. These ones are also like paint or art. Like those are all draws. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That Mozart, makes sense. Yeah. Are you told as a defense to kind of cue in on that, or are you told not to? We have like, we, in our back pocket, we have like a list of like uh, codes that we've kind of decoded. Mm. So I mean, I don't know if it's secret information, but there's specific analysts that look at all the national televised games yep. to try and figure out all the different like different codes. Yeah. And so usually going into the game, you may have like two or three you know for sure. To try and like hope they call, but Peyton Manning used to use that as bait. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you know if I will right, just say Margot Robbie was run a comeback route on the outside, uh-huh. he'd call it the next week, and it would be a double move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, yeah. It's, and that's just why it's like, do you listen to those? Do you gotta you anticipate, not? never right, guess. Right, anticipate, right. Yep, never yep. guess. Yeah. Uh, the Broncos. Sean needs to uh, look into that former Michigan staffer now that he's available. Connor Stallions. Connor <laughs> Stallions. Yep. He's like, was it you telling me that his former job or he went to school for like military decoding? Oh my and God. so, like, I he's actually like that. a perfect person to have in that role is well, he, to be decoding things. And he had written like a manifesto on how he was going to take over Michigan football. <laughs> wow. wow. This guy's a menace. Dude is willing to do it. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and and, there's no good manifestos out there, no matter what you're doing. Just putting I, that out there. I love, like, if you call something a manifesto, it sounds so much more threatening. For yeah, sure. It does. It's like he wrote an essay on how he wants to right. take no, over Michigan no, football. No. It's like, oh, it's like a cute little school project. <laughs> <Right. laughs> well, he wanted to be menacing. It's not good. That's yeah. the issue. That's why he's he taken over. Yeah. <laughs> and Dustin with the last one chimes in and says, Spotify told me yesterday I've listened to almost 9,000 minutes of this pod this year. So glad it's available when I can't hit the live. Went ahead and booked my trip to LA for the game at Mile High West next weekend. Cheers. Love it, Dustin. And been loving everyone that's been tagging us on their Spotify raps. Um, What's the current it's, record? It's really it's cool. Um, over 15K. 15, I think it's yeah. 16. Yeah. Over 16K. That is just wild. And it's so cool to see the people that are in like the top 0.05%. Those mean the world to us. Thank mm-hmm. you all so much for tuning in. Yeah, and keep sending to us. We love seeing them. Yeah, we really, really do. So tag us on Twitter or on X, DNVR underscore Broncos. And enjoy this weekend. Tune in with us, 10, 15 a.m. Oh, some good news. Alexis also has the Broncos winning 24 <laughs> to 21. Your score, Ryan. Copycat. So, yeah, copycat. She's tuning in. 
Hello, Alexis, and hello, everyone listening to us. We will be back on YouTube DMVR Sports Sunday morning, 11.15 for the pregame. Stay tuned for a potential watch-along. Then, of course, right after the game, we'll be here. Enjoy your weekend. And, man, Broncos could be sitting in the playoffs next time we talk to you. Have a great weekend. Take you back.